Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Judy Garland, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, Will Rogers, and Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. To open this program, what more can I say than here's Judy Garland. Dear Mr. Cable, I am writing this to you, and I hope that you will read it so you'll know. My heart beats like a hammer, and I stutter, and I stammer every time I see you at the picture show. I guess I'm just another fan of yours, and I thought I'd write and tell you so. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me love you. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes You made me glad But there were times, sir You made me feel so sad You made me sigh Cause I didn't want to tell you I didn't want to tell you I do, deed I do, you know I do, I can't tell you what I'm feeling, the very mention of your name sends my heart reeling, you know you made me love you. Comedians Bud Abbott and Lou Costello were popular stars for more than 20 years, and their motion pictures continue to be enjoyed on television today. Here they are on one of their early radio guest appearances. The date, September 21st, 1941. Uh, we're going to do a jungle picture. Costello's going to play a big uh, game hunter. Hey, Charlie! Uh, yes. Hey, McCarty! All right, all right. Hey, Abbott! All right, quiet. Hey, Abbott! Costello. Hey, everybody. Hey, Costello, well, what is this? Oh, I'm all ready, Abbott. I'm all dressed for my part in the picture. Well, what are you What are you doing dressed up in that tuxedo? You're, you're going to be a big game hunter. I thought you said a big game hunter. No, no. <laughs> what kind of talk is that? It, uh, yeah, I don't go out and get dressed up like this I, while hunting I know like that. that. It's too hot in Africa to wear a tuxedo. I'm wearing a sarong. 
You're wearing a what? A sarong. Sarong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. What are you laughing about? Have you ever seen me in a sarong? No, but I've seen a lamb chop with panties on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please, never mind that. That lamb chop had more meat on it than you have. All right, Costello, please be serious. The title of our new picture is Hunting Big Game in Africa. Uh, by the way, are you a hunter? Am I a hunter? Mm -hmm. One time in Africa, I come face to face with a ferocious lion. And then what happened? Well, I snapped at the lion. Yes. Then the lion snapped at me. Yes. And something suddenly whizzed past me. What was it? Pomona. Oh, come on, please. Oh, say. Will you? And then my uncle came to my rescue, and I finally brought the lion home stuffed. Uh, what was he stuffed with? With my uncle. All right, okay, now look. Now, now pay close attention. Now, in this picture, Clark Gable is supposed to save uh, Rita Hayworth from a savage... Rita, Rita Hayworth? Rita Hayworth from... Rita, Rita All right, Rita Hayworth. Rita, Rita Hayworth. Now, wait a minute, will you just a minute? Now, listen close, will you? He's saving the both of them from a savage, man-eating lion. But instead of Gable fighting the lion, a stuntman jumps in and takes his place. That guy must be nuts. What's his name? Costello. Costello? Mm. Oh, I'd like to meet that guy. Mm. Costello! <laughs> That's me! Yeah, of course it's you. You're going to fight the lion for Gable. And how much money do I get? What do you care about the money? It's the experience you need. Fine experience. Lion meets boy. Lion eats boy. Oh, come on. I, I don't, don't get it. Now, don't be silly. This lion is tame. Well, so am I, but I get hungry. All right, now look. <laughs> Please take it easy. Now, here is the scene. As we enter the jungle, we are in search of big game. There you are. Oh! Oh! What's, what's the matter? Oh! What's the matter? Oh! A big bird just came out of a pond and flew straight at me. Duck? No! Hit me right in the puss! Oh, quiet! <laughs> Stay close to me and, and be on the lookout for wild animals. I hope we don't run into a whiffs enough. What kind of an animal is that? You know, one of those things that looks like a black cat with a streak of white down his back. That's a skunk. That's what I said. A whiffs enough. All right, now. <laughs> Costello, I'll get with it. And watch your step. And follow me. Was that a lion? It wasn't something I ate. Hey, wait a minute. Get us out of here, Quick, quick. Get me out of here. Costello, quick. Peek through the bushes there. Do you see anything? Yeah. What there's, is it? There's a mama lion and a papa lion. Where are the cubs? In sixth place. All right. Watch out, Costello. One of the lions is coming towards us. Get ready. It's going to take two of us to kill him. It's only going to take one of us. How do you figure that out? Because I ain't going to be here. Come back here, Costello. I thought you said you weren't afraid to face death. I ain't, but that lion ain't dead. Oh, come on. How much money did you say I'm going to get for this? What do you care about the money? It's the experience you need. Oh, 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 here comes the lion. Now listen, you do whatever he does. Look, he's staring at you. Stare right back. Okay. Come on. Come on, he's roaring at you. Roar back. Okay. Come on. He's wagging his tail. That lets me out. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh-oh. He's coming this way. He have it. What? Have it. What? Let's make a hole for the line to fall in. Not a hole, a pit. A what? Pit, Costello. Pit. Pit. Why don't you say expectorate? All right. <laughs> pit. I didn't know you'd talk baby talk. All right, forget about it. Look, look, the lion sees Rita and Gable. He's getting ready to spring. Move in closer and he'll get you instead. Go ahead. Not till I find out how much money I'm getting. For the last time, what do you care about the money? It's the experience you need. 
Here comes the lion. Here he comes. Help! Quicksand! Quicksand! I don't see any quicksand. No, no! I mean quick! Stand for help! No, no, stand where you are. Now look, as the, the lion runs by, you grab him by the mane. By the mane what? The, the mane! The mane! Lion's neck. They do! Oh, what do you know? I don't feel like necking him anyway. Abbott, I got him! I shot him in the foot and knocked his teeth out. Now, oh, wait a minute. How could you shoot him in the foot and knock his teeth out? He was biting his nail. Oh, nice trick. It's nice shot, Costello. Your job is completed. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look. Rita Hayworth is getting ready to give our hero great... Rita Hayworth! Rita Hayworth! She Quiet. She's getting ready to give our hero a great big kiss. Oh, boy. I can hardly wait. How do I look? Uh, what do you mean? Gable is the hero. You're just a stuntman. I know, but I killed the lion, didn't I? Well... Why can't I kiss her? Well, you're not being paid to kiss her. What do I care about the money? It's the experience I need. The most famous humorist in the United States was Will Rogers, and his untimely death in 1935 was mourned by people throughout the world. Radio was in its infancy when Mr. Rogers started broadcasting. Will Rogers would come up to the microphone, and he would usually bring an alarm clock with him, set to ring in about ten minutes. He'd put the clock on the podium and then just stand there and talk about the events of the day. Here's a recording from a radio show in 1933. Now I want you to notice the alarm clock ring at the end of his routine. Oh, i got to tell you about the movie, isn't it? We put certain tax on and say we're going to leave. One gentleman, Mr. Sam Golden, this morning says we're going to England. <laughs> where are you going? I'll tell you, I'll bet you we don't go nowhere. I'll bet you that we don't go east of Vermont Avenue. I mean. <laughs> we're going in the movies is we're in an industry that kind of depends on the goodwill of the people, and they overlook the biggest thing in all this moving. You can't get much goodwill by dodging taxes, you know, because I don't care where you go, you, they'll bring you in there, you know, and say, you the boys don't pay anything, you know. But those guys that say, you don't pay nothing, they ain't there next year, you know what I mean. They're, they're, <laughs> they're washed up and gone home somewhere, you know. Now, they ain't going to go. But I don't know where we're going to go. Uh, I, I, if we go to New Jersey, I can see. Here's a scene from New Jersey. You know, you folks on the radio maybe can't see this like my audience here. Uh, an actress playing a scene from in front of the camera in New Jersey. I love you. Oh. <laughs> Those mosquitoes. <laughs> I love you. Now say we go down south. They're talking a good deal about us going down in North and South Carolina somewhere. Well, that's a wonderful state. I've been down there a lot in the great old states and all. But naturally, the influence of the people would have an effect on you. Now, if we go down in North and South Carolina, I can just see Greta Garbo coming before the street. And Greta Garbo says, yeah, I sure do love you, Garbo. I sure do love you.
During the 40s, one of the funniest men to appear on radio was W.C. Fields, and it was usually as guest with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Here now are some excerpts from one of the shows with Charlie McCarthy, Edgar Bergen, and W.C. Fields. Thank you, thank you, and welcome from me to you and to everybody. And from good old Jason Sanborn, too, it comes. That's friendship in a cup. And welcome to Mr. W.C. Fields. He's friendship in a hiccup. <laughs> all right, all right, Charlie. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, here's a chair for you, Mr. Bergen. Won't you sit down? Well, now, thank you, Charlie. Thank you. May I pour some coffee for you, Mr. Noble? I brought some down here. Well, thanks, Charles. Yes, I will have just a spot of it. Oh, that's nice. You're welcome to it. Yes, yes. Well, now, what is all this about, Charlie? This doing things for people, being so considerate of others all of a sudden. Well, I just figure, Mr. Bergen, that, uh, that we're friends. Yes. And what's, what's uh, you know, uh, what's friends for if you don't help them out? Well, that's quite right. You, you'd stand up for me and stand behind me if I needed it, wouldn't you, huh? Yes, Charlie, I would, yes. I'll stand behind you if you're right. If I'm right? Yes. Well, but can I stand behind you if I'm wrong? That's what I want to know. I'm sorry, Charlie. All I'm beginning to understand now, all this good behavior wouldn't have anything to do with Mr. Fields coming here today, would it? Well, I, uh, I thought maybe we'd all stick together and I wouldn't have to apologize. Oh, I see. Yes. I thought as much. Well, don't think for a minute, young man, that you're going to get out of apologizing to Mr. Fields. But I thought... No, 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 no. Why, the idea of rigging up a skunk trap in Mr. Fields' garden and tripping him up. Yeah? Yes. That's bad. That's very bad. Of course it is. <laughs> Why that sort of a thing? Well, it's a menace to society. Since when is Fields society? <laughs> there are no two ways about it, young man. You must apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what'll I say? I can say, Mr. Fields, I'm sorry about catching you in my skunk trap. Yeah. It was a case of mistaken identity. No, no. <laughs> Do you realize that Mr. Fields hurt himself when he fell? He did? Yes, of course he did. I thought maybe his nose would break his fall. Now, we. <laughs> well, young man, huh? it's up to you. An apology is in order, and you, you must hold out the olive branch. Yeah? Yes. I must hold it out. Yes. What's the use? He'll only fall over that, too. No. <laughs> Charlie, you, you should have respect for Mr. Fields. Why? Well, he's a very famous man. Eh, he thinks he's pretty good, I know. Yeah. He thinks the whole world revolves around him. And it does, most of the time, too. <laughs> Nevertheless, Mr. Fields deserves an apology. Yeah. Yes, and it must come from you. Yeah. Yes. After all, he's an upright citizen, so it must be done. Yeah. Okay, okay. You get him up right, and I'll apologize, Norm. <laughs> well, that'll be enough out of you, young man. Now, what are you going to say to Mr. Fields? Oh, will you help me out, Mr. Durgan? All right. Why don't you say something like this? My dear Mr. Fields. Yeah? I beg leave to make restitution for my intrusion. That's fancy. Yes. Tears of anguish fall upon my unhappy breast. Can you say that? Sure. Tears of anguish fall upon my unhappy breast. <laughs> Chest. No, breast. Uh, breast, yes. I smite my lonely bosom in agony of shame. Yeah? Yes. I smite my lonely bosom. Yes. In agony of shame. Of shame. Yes. Now, take it again. <laughs> I smite it by my bosom in shame. The whole thing. Uh, I smite. I smite it once. Well, smite it again. 
I'll start from the beginning. Oh, Mr. Fields, in restitution at your institution, am I unhappy vest? Yes. You smutty baboon. No way. You smite my baboon. No, 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 no. You smite. No, let's continue. Oh, shame. Oh, disgrace. Oh, humility. Oh, nuts. I can't go through with it. <laughs> On when he gets here, yes, indeed. Oh, I'll sneak around when he gets here, yes, indeed. All right, young man. Huh? You better stay right here where you are. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I think I hear Mr. Fields coming. Oh. Oi, 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 oi. Are you sure he's coming, Bertie? No. You kidding me? No. Yes. Yes, it is. What? Yes, it is, Charlie. Is it really? Yes, it's W.C. Fields, all right. Oh, can you see him? Well, I can just see a little of him. Yeah? I can see him sticking his nose in the door. Sticking his nose in the door. Oh, yes. Oh, well, then it'll be five minutes before he gets here. <laughs> well, I tell Chiggers! Chiggers! Let me out of here. Calling Captain Gilder. All right. Oh. Mr. Fields, hello. Uh, where's the little uh, woodpecker snack bar? Yeah, well, now, uh, <laughs> Bill, I, I can explain everything about that incident. Uh, well, explain uh, why uh, your belligerent little bundling board perpetrated an act of sabotage by stretching a wire across my garden path. Yes, I'd be glad to do that. You see, it was perfectly innocent, Bill. You see, he was he was setting a skunk trap. That's what he was doing. Oh, a skunk trap. Yes, yes. Oh, that's fine. That covers everything. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment. Oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. That's okay. Uh, Nevertheless, the other evening, as I was traversing my garden in search of flora and fauna, oh. flora is my cook, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> that unlikable young lady uh-huh. makes wonderful creeps. Yes, uh, well, I believe all that, but that's really none of my business. Well, I was walking along when I unexpectedly tripped. And the next thing I knew, I was prostrate on terra firma, which was not unusual in itself, but the circumstances... (laughs) Yes, yes, I can believe that. But, Bill, let's get back to the skunk trap, remember? Oh, you mean floor? No, no, no. no, (laughs) The skunk trap. Ah, I see what you mean. Well, I'll tell you, it was quite an experience. I broke my femur and fractured my decanter. Oh, well, now, that does sound rather serious, Bill. Yes, it was. I heard of the hospital. Clang, clang, clang. Clang, clang, Yes, I remember that. And after two days in the hospital, I took a turn for the nurse. Oh, uh, work. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's the secretary. Yes. And I took some beautiful x-rays of my leg. Six reels of them. Six reels. That's fine. A feature, huh? Yeah. What did they find, Bill, in your... Ah, just as I expected. They found my leg was hollow. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell me, Bill, were you... Were you running a fever, too? No, I had some trouble with blood pressure. Oh, I see. Rather high? Uh, mighty proved. No, yeah. <laughs> but a wonderful place, that hospital. Yeah. Very comfortable bed. Well, that helps, yeah. He even had mattresses on the wall. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> 
They, uh, they made you feel right at home, did they, Bill? Oh, yes, they did, yes, uh, Bill. Right. Until I suffered a nervous breakdown. Now, don't tell me you had a nervous breakdown, Bill. Oh, that's awful. Well, Charlie certainly has caused you a lot of trouble, hasn't he? Oh, I don't blame the little fellow, oh. Edgar. I love him. He's all right. He always lies. Even though my fall also caused a pull tendon, Paget's disease, double vision... Bad case of pernicious dandruff. No. Not to mention Logo and the Magogo and Ralph Adelman. Oh, now, wait a minute. That's a yeah, I know. Yeah. Complicated by a slight case of Mithentiff and Boffindale and the slip... What? A slip sacriliac. No, a slip... Ronin, yeah. A slip... What was that? Sacriliac. How do you spell that? S-A-C-R-O yeah. hyphen. Yeah. From there on, you're on your own. <laughs> It's really a wonder that you recovered from all that. Oh, yeah. The croakers had given me up in despair. Yeah. One day they discovered I had a, uh, 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 past the crises. Oh, I see. So now it's crises, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a technical uh, word. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, what day was it when you passed this, uh, crisis? Uh... The day they found me blowing the foam off my medicine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, when Charlie learns of this, Bill, he'll be very sorry. I know he'll be sorry. And I just want you to know, Bill, that, that he's ready and he's willing to apologize. Oh, well, that's quite all right, Edgar. Oh, As a matter of fact, I'm very fond of the boy. Yeah? Where is the little fire hazard? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'll call him in, uh, Bill. Just a moment. Oh, Charlie! He's not here. Never mind. That. Charlie! Thank you, I want you to know that Bill is right here. Yeah. Yes. And he knows all about it. Uh-huh. And Charlie wants to talk to you. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> good, uh, good evening, Mr. Fields. What did he say? I said, good evening, that's all. Let's not jump at conclusions. <laughs> uh, Charlie, I've been telling Mr. Fields that you want to apologize. Now, isn't that right? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, I do, Mr. Fields. I do. Uh, well, that's just fine, my little chump. Uh, chum. Yeah. There she goes again with that family. <laughs> Tell me, my little man, why did you set a trap in my garden? Don't you know there aren't any skunks there? No skunks in your garden, Mr. No, Fields? no. I'm sorry. No wildlife with one possible exception. My place is occasionally infested with a horde, a herd, <laughs> of uh, pink mastodons. Uh... Pink mastodons. All oh, elephants. Yeah. That's right. Uh... I, I hear that the elephants around your place take aspirin to get rid of W.C. Field. How <laughs> uh, lovable little nipper. Yeah. Well, Bill, it's only the mischief in the boy. That's all it is. That's what makes him say those things. Why, Charlie is his own worst enemy. Not while I am around, he's not. <laughs> Well, that concludes another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to tune in again for more great moments from radio programs of the past.
This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.